0: Welcome to the Let's Be Honest About Business podcast. If you're anything like me, then you strive for us all to be honest with where we're at in our business rather than putting on a front. You can expect to hear about struggles and successes to everything in between from myself and others in business. I'm your host, Morgan, and through being honest with what I've struggled with, I'll be sharing practical tips on how to get out of your slumps and run the business of your dreams regardless of where you're at. Whether you're driving in your car or sipping coffee on your couch, I hope you find this information valuable. Let's hang out. Guys, my next guest is actually what I love to call a friender, aka a friend vendor, who is one of the best wedding planners that I know. She specializes in luxury mountain range weddings, providing her clients and vendors alike with a top-notch experience. With experience in over 200 events in Florida and Colorado, this girl is a powerhouse, and I cannot wait for you to hear what she has to share today. Please welcome my friend Jessica from White Birch Weddings. Jess, how are you doing today?
1: Hi, Morgan. That was quite an introduction. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, all the best for you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. How are you doing? Good. We're here in a very snowy Vail,
1: Colorado. I think we've gotten about 11 inches of snow in the last 48 hours, so we're happy here in a ski town. That's awesome. Do you plan on going skiing anytime soon? Um, Hopefully by the weekend, but it is full-blown planning season at the moment, so my desk has a great view outside, and that I'm very thankful for.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. You'll have to send me a picture of your of your view. I actually think maybe I saw it today on Instagram or something. Yeah, sure. yep, up there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> very jealous because right now in Denver, we have no snow. Um, for those listening who aren't familiar with Colorado, Vail is like two and a half hours outside of Denver, maybe a little less if you're speeding. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, and the, you can get completely different ends of the spectrum when it comes to weather. So, um, uh, hopefully we get some snow on Thursday. We, we definitely need it.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's been, it's been a crazy season. And I think that, you know, living at, we're at 8,100 feet. So that comes with some challenges, but mostly beneficial for the wellness and the lifestyle factor up here.
0: Yeah. Totally. That's awesome. Well, um, go ahead. and Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself, what you do for work, how you got started, all of that.
1: Sure. So I am a wedding planner, as Morgan mentioned, and I've been in the wedding industry for almost 10 years now, which is kind of crazy to say. It makes me feel older than I am, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was lucky to start my career right out of the gate, right out of college, working on the venue side as an event coordinator and that quickly developed as a passion for weddings, and it never felt like a job. And in 2013, I was offered an amazing opportunity out here in Beaver Creek, um, which is just about seven miles from Vale. So we'll use that interchangeably, Vale and Beaver Creek as one place. Um, got a career opportunity at, also on the venue side as a catering sales manager. And then I left corporate America and started my own business full time in 2016, right about when I met you, Morgan. Um, And yeah, I mean, owning a business has been, I call it a rewarding challenge, you know, and I'm sure you can relate. There's good days, there's bad days and everything in between. But I love being on this side of the business where I feel our clients and I choose each other in the process. Um, On the venue side, it was more, you know, I didn't choose the client. The client chose the venue and I was included in that.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. I guess I never thought of that from being on the vendor side. Or, yeah, you basically, like, never get to choose your clients. It's basically just whoever comes. But when you are doing something that's very specific, Mm -hmm. um, you know, on your end and also on my end as a photographer, you get to choose your clients and your clients get to choose you. And hopefully if you're marketing yourself well enough, you get to end up, you land really honestly ideal and dream clients. So um, that's awesome. And I know you said that you, once you started your business, you kind of felt like complete, right?
1: Oh yeah. This is, and yes, we can get into this later, but this has always been The path for me, you know, I think um, I respect authority, but I've always worked and beat to my own drum and and when somebody gave me a project, you know, I never worked well with like the micromanagers above me so this is the life for me. I'm, I'm never going back.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. And it, I think it definitely shows, you know, I, I mean, I'm definitely not one of your brides, but I can tell how much they love working with you. And just on the vendor side, anytime I get to work with you or any other vendors get to work with you, I'm sure they feel the same. You're such a breath of fresh air. And so, um, so I, I mean, I can tell you're definitely doing what you're passionate about and what you love. So that's really great. <laughs> Maybe to a fault. yeah I know there's and maybe we can talk more a little bit about that but there's definitely downfalls to doing what you love Mm -hmm. um you know like you said maybe to a fault um but I mean I guess why don't you go ahead and and you know talk about that because um since this is the let's be honest about business podcast why don't you go ahead and talk about some of those downfalls
1: so I you know I love this I love this topic because I feel so strongly about it and the one the one thing I try to remain is transparency with my clients and my vendors, relationships and the venues and the families just across the board. I this is a very fluffy, fun, pretty you know industry that everybody puts on a pedestal and there's so many people that will promise you the moon, right and and oh we can do that or yes, we've done that, let's do that again. And my job and my role to my clients, is to keep them grounded and to not make promises that we can't deliver on. And then to one of, you know, one of your questions that we can get into is, um, I refer vendors that work that same way. And it's and, and it just sets us all up for success, you know, and, and I think we've all heard this before, but I find this to be so valuable in the wedding industry is to under promise and over deliver. And that's what I'm, trying to build a business around.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I totally agree. I think under promising helps set expectations, but then kind of blows your clients and the people that you're wor- working with away when you can over deliver. It's also better to under promise you know, just to create that safe space for, um, for yourself and also for your clients in case anything were to happen. So, um, so, yeah. There's nothing
1: better than them being surprisingly excited, right? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> we tell them, you know, we tell them the day before, gosh, the weather looks terrible and the clear top 10, we just don't know if we can make the hanging installations work because of the wind and, you know, all these things. And if you kind of, and without ruining their weekend, of course, but if you kind of just plant a seed that maybe something might not happen, and then it ends up happening. That is su- such a better place to be in than disappointing someone on their wedding day. I mean, that's that's a lesson you only learn once, right?
0: Yes, <laughs> I one hundred percent agree with that. Um, that's awesome. Um, so let's steer direction just a little bit. Why don't you tell me something about you that few people know?
1: Hmm, yeah, um, I always think it's really funny that. I'm the wedding planner that has zero desire to have my own wedding, and Morgan, I think you could probably agree with me there, right?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we can talk about our wedding. Well, you're not married yet, but I'm happy to talk about my wedding story. But yes, go. um, (laughs) I know we're talking a little bit about this. I don't know how much you want to reveal on the podcast, but.
1: (laughs) Well, I'll share. I just, a lot of clients, some of them ask me, a prospect bride, Oh, are you married? Have you done your own wedding? And no, I haven't. And because of the industry and what we see going on and the level of stress that it adds. To people's lives, even though it's supposed to be this fun time. Um, I've just decided and you know, in conjunction with my current boyfriend, um, it would, a lot of times we would rush through the whole day just to get to the party. So if I'm planning my own wedding one day, I just want to have like this wedding concert has been my vision. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but, you know, everybody shows up kind of like a little later, like eight or nine o'clock. And we just, dance and party and skip all the formalities and the tradition that goes along with it um, because that's just what's important to us you know so that's and that and that's what I love about weddings I have a lot of untraditional out-of-the-box clients that come up with fun ways to do things or remove traditions and that's what it's all about is making it your day Totally.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I I think there's something to be said about having the formalities and, you know, having the ceremony and the first look and, you know, whatever it is that you want on your wedding day. But it's really, I do find it really funny when um, you talk to wedding vendors and they're like, yeah, no, I just want to elope or get like you, you just want to have just a big party, get not do the formalities. I think that's really funny, especially coming from a wedding planner. Exactly. I think that
1: throws a lot of people off guard, but that's just, that's the honest truth. That's what I believe in. Honest.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and also steer directions to uh, kind of get into the topic that we have for today, which is yeah. establishing uh, relationships with others in your industry. Why that's so important and how to do it. I know you because we met while working a wedding together in August of 2015, I think. I think it was 2015. It might have been 2016. I think you're Um, right. I think it was 15. Yeah, because I I think it was the year that my husband and I got married. But anyway, um, Mm -hmm. I think you've done a really good job at maintaining a great relationship with not only me, but also other vendors in the industry. Uh, What's the driving reason behind that for you?
1: Uh, yeah, I. This is easy for me. I love working with people that I genuinely can call my friends, and all of these other business owners that are so passionate the way that I am. And at the end of the day, that makes the day of the wedding not only seamless to the client and to the venue, but it makes it really fun, right? That we're together and we get to catch up if there's a little downtime, and um, that's what it's all about. I, I think we all get really carried away in the details. And it's easy to forget that we are in the business of planning parties, right? At the end of the day, like we're planning a party and while it carries a lot of pressure because it's a wedding, we're not saving lives. So keeping things fun and lighthearted and exciting, um, that's that's how I've maintained these relationships, working with like-minded individuals.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I, I think it also helps create a better experience for the client when, you know, everyone who's working together really enjoys the people that they're mm-hmm. working with and, um, you know, can have a good time with them. I think that, that definitely plays into the wedding day and, um, you know, and, and like I said, helps create a better experience for the clients. So. Yeah.
1: I, my clients say that all the time. They, they're like, gosh, I just love that, you know the photographer, and you know the florist, and you know the venue, and you know the band, and you guys have all worked together before, you know, and they feel really good about the team, and and they trust us, and that is critical on a wedding day.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. How do you, how do you think that, you know, establishing relationships with others in the industry has helped you in growing your business in or report in the industry?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Well, living here, this is a fairly small town with, you know, that comes with pros and cons and your reputation here is, is everything, right? So, and especially in a service industry as a wedding planner, um, our reputation and the business, you know, the business model and the um, business that we've created, that's all we have. So I've really tried to limit the amount of weddings that I take each year and to focus on quality and an elevated service to the clients and to the vendor team over quantity. Um, So when I try to, you know, when I try to put it into core values, it goes back to like the basics, work hard, cultivate long lasting relationships and be somebody that people want to be around and work with. You know, to, to me, it's, you can kind of, you can kind of narrow it down to just those three basic values.
0: Yeah. And I agree. Um, Quality is so much better than quantity when it comes to your work. I think when we, I think a lot of us really struggle um, trying to book work sometimes, especially in the beginning when we first starting our business. Um, We get to the point where we get so desperate for work that we just end up booking whatever comes our way. But I think that's a really dangerous place to be. Um, you know, and, and I mean, you can actually probably speak to this, you know, more than a lot of people can because you specialize in luxury weddings. So you work with, um, vendor or clients who have a higher budget than maybe just like the, you know, regular, Mm -hmm. um, regular potential client. So, um, why don't you talk a little bit about that too? I just want to go ahead and, um, Reiterate that quality is better over or better than quantity. Um, and just kind of encourage anybody else who's listening, you know, or maybe even struggling to book. Um, how can they, how can they reach that, uh, quality versus quantity? And that's
1: what we're all aiming for. But I mean, initially right out of the gate, I always try to remember the, the higher price point and that higher client, the expectations are higher too. So if I'm not able to deliver what I'm saying I'm going to do, you know, then I have a disappointed client and I never want to be in that position. So I have to, you know, we all want to price ourselves at the right point and attract the right client. Um, But at the same time, you have to know your limits and what you can provide. Um, And my service industry background, working in hospitality for all these years, really helped me put together that high touch elevated service for each of these clients Um, and then in the quantity versus quality you know for that for that business that's just starting out they want to book every lead that comes across their desk Um, and it's hard to hold out and hold to your pricing but i've i've always benefited from holding out because another client always will come along and they and and what you price yourself out is your value right And if a a client sees a lower price point, then their expectations could be lowered as well. And in this industry, luxury market weddings, price is what you pay and value is what you get, right? So my clients aren't looking for the least expensive vendor. Oftentimes the least expensive vendor could scare them away because then they're thinking, oh gosh, maybe they're not the best of the best. Um, so it's, it's, I mean, it's a very delicate balance. I do not have it figured out by any means, but I'm, little by little, I'm learning that I, I always stand, stand strong on my pricing. I think that's a big takeaway, if nothing yeah. else.
0: Yeah, no, and that's good. And I know that I kind of threw that curveball at you because that obviously has nothing to do with our conversation today. But um, I, I just wanted to encourage anybody who's listening who's maybe struggling to book or whatever. Um, and you're right, holding out is always the best option. You know, there's always enough work to go around and there's always gonna be someone who comes along who values what it is that you do. So um, that's really good insight. Uh, have you, so when it comes to building relationships with other vendors, have you ever hesitated putting yourself out? there or maybe just, you know, reaching out to someone that you just were dying to work with? Mm -hmm. Well, hesitated.
1: No, probably, you know, just as we started the conversation, like I've always known that this was the right path and the right place for me. And I have always felt super confident in my abilities. And I think that comes across when I book these clients as well. Um, but I will say that initial leap, obviously for any new business owner is terrifying, right? It's always like, am I leaving my corporate job? I'm leaving my health insurance. What am I going to do? When's the first check going to come in? I mean, it's terrifying. Um, But for me, I took the leap at the same time that I contacted that my two now mentors, um, the two biggest planners in the industry up here in the mountain community reached out to them, said, Hey, this is, you know, I'm, I'm starting a business on my own. I respect the heck out of you. I want to know anything that you're willing to share with me. Um, and still to this day, that support system from them, I wouldn't be here without them. And they've faced a lot of challenges that I still haven't yet. So I'm still calling on them and leaning on them to help me when I run into, you know, hit a roadblock.
0: That's awesome. Um, And I I know you were talking to me when we had lunch a couple weeks ago about these, these planners that you work with. It's awesome to have that support system when you run a small business, cause, and we can touch up a little bit on this, but when you work from home, you're by yourself and it's really hard to, um, you know, it, you need someone that you can bounce ideas off of who's in the same, um, industry as you, who you can, who can tell you, yes, you're doing this great, or no, you need to change this. And if you don't have that, then your business, I, I believe it's going to grow a lot slower than, than it could if, if you actually do have those relationships.
1: Absolutely. I mean, it's at this point in my in my career, there's two planners that are, you know, 10 years, 12 years into this industry that I communicate with on a weekly basis. And then there's two planners that are right in the state. You know, we started the business about the same time. We um, bid against each other for different pieces of business. And I talk to them every single day, you know, and we just have this text chat and we, Hey, who do you like for this? Or, Hey, did you talk to this bride? Or, you know, we're just constantly in communication. Otherwise we're alone in this, right? We're just sitting here at our desks, trying to figure it out by ourselves.
0: Yeah. Those people essentially end up becoming your coworkers, you know, and like yeah. you said, people that you can bounce ideas off of and stuff. And so, um, I, I believe can help, they can help drive this future success of your business. Honestly, it, it has done nothing
1: but continue to help me learn and grow. It, I've never felt that those relationships have, um, you know, have harmed me or my business in some way. hundred percent
0: that 's awesome, and I know i didn 't prepare you for this question I, I feel like i 'm throwing you so many questions yeah. <laughs> I know you can <laughs> um, so just going off of what you just said so wh- how how would what would you advise someone who 's maybe like i don 't know i 'm kind of scared to reach out to this other person because I feel like they're a competition mm-hmm. um, how How can another bu- how can you help business owners understand that their peers in the industry are they're just that, they're peers and not competition.
1: Well, it's its what you said earlier, Morgan. I mean, the pie is huge, right? There's so much business to go around. So, especially up here in Vale and Beaver Creek, Aspen, Tully, right? Like the market up here has just exploded. I'm sure in Denver too. And if you're able to connect with somebody that has a similar, is in the, you know, in a similar year of business, You're going through the same things and the, you're reaching out to them with the understanding of let's help each other instead of, um, let me find out what you're doing so I can do it better, you know, and and you're just coming to them as, as a human that needs help and, and is offering help back. How could anyone turn that down? Especially in our, I don't, in our market in Colorado, everyone here is on the same team. Don't you think?
0: I agree. Yeah. And I, I think, like you said, if you come to it um, with an approach that I, I'm here to help you and, you know, we can help each other rather than this is what you can do for me, then, you know, anybody will, will realize that that's going to help benefit their business in the long run.
1: And if for some reason it doesn't, I'm sure there's twenty other peers of yours that would be open to it. You oh know? my
0: gosh, yes. <laughs> well, that's true because you. I mean, no, you're not going to jive with everybody,
1: right? Right. And so, and that, and then um, through I, I'm heavily involved in WIPA Here is a on a on a state level, but it's a national and regional um, chapters. And so, I find that those relationships meeting at these networking events. Maybe it's not that I'm meeting, you know, I'm meeting friends that turn into business leads, but it's certainly helping me find friends that all want to, um, communicate and learn from each other. Like those, those are a bunch of people in the industry that are open and helpful.
0: Yeah. I love that. Uh what are some tips that you have for other business owners who maybe hesitate to establish good working relationships with others in the industry? How can they you know, how can they even just let's say they they have someone, let's say there's a photographer who wants to work with a planner. How would they reach out to, you know, let's say you? <laughs> yeah. So,
1: one big thing that's, you know, that's a bit of a challenge for me, it's it's very difficult for me to recommend a photographer. Let's just use that example um, without working with them directly, because the only, you know, one of the biggest pieces of my offerings to these clients is putting them in front of vendors and getting them a good vendor team that I know is going to just knock it out of the park. And how do I really know that without working with somebody directly? Um, so it's, it's tough for me to, to blindly recommend somebody, but I am always open to, if a, if a new photographer in the industry reaches out to me, Maybe they moved here from the East Coast and hey, we're, you know, we're new to the Colorado market, we'd love to meet you. Um, I'm always open to, to doing a styled shoot or some other venue working relationship. Maybe we go and tour a venue together and help them with some upcoming event and do some other collaboration. If it's not a wedding itself, um, there's other ways to collaborate together before we connect for a wedding, a, a, you know, a real wedding.
0: I love that. That's good, um, and and that kind of goes back to what you were saying. I'm here to help you, and you know, like let's do something together so that we can, you know, help each other succeed. Okay. Or you know, that goes back to that point. What are some things that vendors should not do when trying to establish mm-hmm. a good relationship with someone in their industry?
1: Um, to one of our points earlier, it's really, really important that we that as a vendor that you're not inflating your capability just to get the business. Um, So that goes back to the transparency and the promises that I'm making to the clients on behalf of the vendor team I'm putting together. Um, And so I feel strongly about that. You know, Hey, this is what I'm good at. This is my offering. And if that, you know, if we're working together on a potential client and it's, and it's just not, for instance, sometimes I have the client that says, I really want to hike into the middle of nowhere for my engagement session, right? You've probably done that a hundred times, right? Yeah. Cause that's your forte. You love hiking. You love being outside. You can shoot outside. You can shoot in any lighting. Like that's what you're so good at. Um, but if, if somebody made that commitment to a client, but has no, doesn't know the area well, or doesn't like to be adventurous, it's just not a good pairing. Um, So I think it's important to to share with a prospect client what you do well and what maybe as much what you don't do well, Um, because it will just lead to a disappointment if you're not honest on the front end. Um, So I feel strongly about that. And then not to get into pricing too much, but I always feel strongly about um, never undercutting the market that we have here. And Again, what to what my clients are looking for is maybe not the best, maybe not the lowest price, but the best value. Um, so, which I know we touched on a little earlier.
0: Yeah, totally. It's important to. Um, I, I love those. It's important to you know let the your prospect prospective. Um, Uh, relationships in the industry know what you're capable of and what you're not capable of, because that would suck for you, especially as a planner to be like, oh, hey, I'm going to refer this uh, florist out who, you know, you want, you want this bouquet with like really bright and airy colors, peachy Mm -hmm. and whatever. But this florist maybe specializes in, you know, making bouquets that are like more dark and moody or, um, or whatever. I mean, that's just an example, but, um, but that's, that's so good to know. Um, uh, you know, on both ends, what, what both vendors are capable of. Clients, clients like
1: in this wedding planning, they want to hear, they want to work with somebody that's, normal and can say, these are my strengths and these are my weaknesses. Um, and, and then they'll pair up based on how those align with their needs. That's
0: totally, that's the industry we're in. I love that. And I, I think that's also great, you know, going back to what you said. Um, I think a lot of business owners really struggle to admit their weaknesses or what they don't, I guess, in a sense, specialize in, um, because they're afraid that that's going to turn off potential clients. Um, you know, and maybe you're in a spot if you're listening to this where like you are desperate to book and you just need more work. Um, but that's not always necessarily going to be the best for you and the client. And that, that will end up, you know, going back to the under promise and over deliver part, you would end up under, uh, delivering and over promising in that sense. So it's really important to know, know those lines.
1: And when that happens, not, you know it. it it's obviously a learning point for everybody but it it makes it reflects poorly on everyone so it's an, it's a lose lose situation so i'd rather have those difficult conversations on the front end with the prospect vendor and client to make sure it's a good fit and make sure everybody aligns before we're signing a contract
0: Totally. I agree. I agree. I love this. Um, So I'm just curious um, as a planner, I know you're kind of all over the place trying to manage client (laughs) expectations and also vendor expectations. Like how do you handle it all? Yeah.
1: I mean, that's a great question. I don't know if any of us have a good answer, right? It's just like (laughs) some days are harder than others. That's life. And then the next day you wake up and you've got it all figured out and you're so lucky that this is your job and it's the best job in the world. And it's just, you know, those ebbs and flows that are a part of being a business owner and especially in emotionally charged industry like weddings. Um, I, I think I really, really rely on, the client management systems that I've created. I've spent countless hours creating them. And then I tweak them for each client and each project. Um, Everybody's needs are a little different. Um, And then I have really good systems and checklists that keep myself and my clients and my vendors all on track through the workflow process. You do too. I know you love your client management system. What is it called,
0: Morgan? I use 17 hats for and for those listening. Maybe that's helpful to know. Um, yeah, I use 17 hats. What do you use?
1: I actually have not gotten on the train. Every, a lot of planners use IO planner as a client management. And I've just spent so much time invested in my own process that I'm, I guess, I'm scared of the unknown, right, to change something um, and, and go into a online format, but it's, it's on my big picture list to do. I just, I'm yeah. Um, I wedding, get that. yeah, it's not, I mean, yes, it's overwhelming and yes, there's a lot going on, but wedding planning is not rocket science. It just takes an ungodly amount of organization to which, which I love. And that's my specialty. I love calendars and checklists and all of that. So it's, it's, it's not that overwhelming for me. I've, I've um, got a couple really good processes in place to keep it. And, and I do that every day. I wake up and write a to-do list for just that one day. What am I going to get done today? That's all you can do.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, I actually talked about this on an earlier episode. Um, that's, I do the same exact thing every night before I go to bed. I write down three things that I need to accomplish the next day. And it you just focus, they're really small. Goals Mm -hmm. honestly, but they really help you achieve the bigger picture. Um, and you know, they can't they kind of keep you in line (laughs) because owning a business is really hard and it's really easy to get distracted as well. (laughs) Yes, it's it's the
1: juxtaposition of always forward thinking for these big picture items while not missing a single daily small detail for your clients. You know, and it's like every hour your brain is going back and forth, but it's I
0: love it. <laughs> <having Yeah>. it. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, um, you're amazing and I want everyone to know who you are. <laughs> um, where can everyone find you and follow your awesome personal life and work?
1: Oh, so I'm actually doing a big website redesign right now, which I'm excited about. Um, I So my website is still my older website, the new design to come in a month or two. And that's just www.white Whitebirchweddingsandevents.com, which is kind of a long domain name, which I'm trying to change. If I'm honest, um, and then my Instagram account. We all love Instagram, right? I just don't know what I would do without it. And that's at WhitebirchWeddings.
0: Okay, yeah. Um, what are do you know what your domain is going to be? Your future one.
1: I'm hoping we can just take out the and events.
0: Okay, is but there I'm, is there a domain available for that, or I think there is. I actually ended up hiring.
1: Um, a guy he's based in Toronto, but I met him through WIPA of All Things, and he is amazing and he specializes in luxury market, wedding, industry, um, like marketing and web redesigns. So I love him.
0: That's awesome. Well, I'll be sure to link to both because, you know, there might be people who listen to this podcast when it first comes out um, and they want to find you. But if it's, you know, later down the road and they still want to find you, um, I'll make sure to link to both in the show notes. So that's awesome.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Morgan. I think one of the best things about this industry without sounding super cheesy is how many, how it's dominated with us strong, successful women, right? And It's so inspiring to be friends with you and to watch you grow and for us to be able to brainstorm like this and talk about what we do well and the mistakes we make and how we can improve our product.
0: Amen. I totally agree. And honestly, every time I talk to you, it's seriously like a breath of fresh air. So I can say the same thing and I'm really thankful for our friendship. And obviously I look forward to, you know, obviously working together in the future and, um, you know, continuing our friendship. I know it's been amazing the last few years.
1: (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you for your time, Morgan. I'm happy to do
0: this. It's so fun. Yeah. Thank you, Jess. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. For more information or to learn a little bit more about me and my brand, you can follow me on Instagram at ladyilg. That's L-A-D-Y-I-L-G. Or visit ladyilgphotography.com. If you have any questions you'd like me to answer for you on a future episode, simply email me at morgan at ladyilgphotography.com with your question and I'd love to answer it for you. Your questions are encouraged and welcome. I look forward to showing up on another episode soon.